tonight, more than 900 people in North Carolina have died from COVID-19. More than 26,000 cases are reported across the state. Leaders of the group Reopen NC will no longer organize protests. They say the group is shifting to focus on small businesses that want to reopen. State leaders are working to test all 420 inmates at Caswell Correctional Center, where dozens of inmates and staff have already tested positive. So far, we know of more than 650 cases inside 13 state prisons. Evolving theories on the spread of COVID-19 beg the question, is six feet apart actually enough? More and more researchers are raising concerns about so-called aerosol spread of the virus. WREL's Cullen Browder talks with a Duke scientist about the life of the virus in the air around us. Scientists agree we are generally safer from the spread of COVID-19 outside than we are inside an enclosed air in space. Well, now those risk differences are highlighted by the increased concern over airborne particles. <coughs> Most COVID-19 spread is suspected to happen through close contact, breathing in droplets from other people that otherwise fall to the ground or onto surfaces. Well, now researchers are growing more concerned about tiny virus particles that could suspend in the air for hours. The hypothesis that the virus is aerosolized and traveling uh, outside of two meters is a viable one. We need to we need to further study it. Duke epidemiologist Dr. Greg Gray's team is studying it. I would guess maybe 10%, maybe 15% of people are acquiring this through uh, aerosol. One major question mark, how long is the airborne virus contagious? Sometimes when the particles dry up, the virus uh, is no longer alive. So you don't want to be in a place where the air is stagnant. Many scientists suspect aerosol spread at a choir practice in Washington that infected 87% of singers. This virus is uh, highly infectious, more infectious than perhaps we thought at first. With the uncertainty out there, what is your recommendation to our viewers? Yeah, I recommend that we follow the uh, the national, the, the state, and, and the county public health authorities' recommendations. Dr. Gray wears a face covering in public places and keeps his distance, but he also believes in finding balance in all the incomplete data. I mean, we're going to have to take some risks. This thing is not going away. So wearing a mask in public places can certainly reduce that risk, and some researchers are now recommending added social distance, 10 feet or more instead of six. Cullen Browder, WREL News, Raleigh. Right now, the RNC wants to go ahead with the convention in Charlotte. It's planned for August. I'm joined now by Rick Gorka, senior advisor to the Republican National Convention. Mr. Gorka, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Thank you, sir. How are you today? Uh, I am good, but there's this back and forth between the state of North Carolina, uh, Roy Cooper's office, and the RNC, it's almost like who's going to blink first about what needs to be done. Is there a time to just say, Governor, here's specifically what we will do. Let's get on with this. Well, I think that's the governor's job. The governor is in charge of setting the guidelines and the rules in order to open up the city and the state safely. There has been confusion throughout North Carolina through the governor's office having miscommunications with local counties. And all we're trying to understand are what the guidelines are. We contracted with the city of Charlotte to host a full convention, which means 19,000 people in the Spectrum Center. 
means full hotels, full restaurants. So if that's not going to be the case, we need to know what needs to be done to ensure our convention. Okay. Is it a smaller? Let me interrupt for a moment because there's a a letter today from Mandy Cohen, Health and Human Services Secretary, Mm -hmm. to the chair of the Republican National Committee and to Marsha Lee Kelly, who we had on this program a couple of weeks ago. A lot of things are asked there, like how many delegates, alternates, and elected officials, guests and media do you expect in attendance? And will you practice social distancing? That's just one of many questions where they are specific in what they are asking your organization to give them. Why not just give that to them? We know that there are upwards of 50,000 individuals that could come to Charlotte in a full convention. But if the state of North Carolina and Governor Cooper are limiting gatherings to 25, 50, or 100, or whatever the number happens to be, then we need to know that to make those adjustments. We're not the ones dictating the terms for how North Carolina is going to be open, healthy, and secure, but we're there as partners and guests hoping to have the best convention that we can to bring about the business of the convention that we're there to do, but also to bring about the economic impact that will help so many residents coming out of the coronavirus. Well, with all of these specific questions today, it seems like, and I can't speak and don't pretend to speak for the governor's office, that until they get a response from the RNC with specificity, they're not going to be able to give guidelines. What am I missing in the equation? I think you're missing that the governor is supposed to be the governor. He's the leader of the state. Other governors in other states are setting very clear guidelines for how their states are reopening and how they address the health and safety of their constituents and their residents. Governor Cooper is playing politics, and this is one of the oldest tricks in the book, is if you make others set the rules, then you can't be held responsible for what happens. But ultimately, the governor is elected to lead this state, set the guidelines, and let's go. We also need to know like, what criteria is the governor going to use to weigh anything that we propose? When's his deadline? When can he change his mind on an idea or a scenario that we've put forward? Ultimately, the governor is in charge of this state. If the governor doesn't want more than 50 people in a room, then we can't have more than 50 people in a room. It's as simple as that. Mr. Gorka, at this point, does the RNC realistically believe to be able to hold the convention in Charlotte in August? We're coming in Charlotte in August, and we're having the business of the convention in the Queen City. We're excited to be there. We've had many, many months of planning to make this happen. We've invested millions of dollars to make it occur. Uh, What that looks like is up to the governor, but we're coming to Charlotte. Rick Gorka, Senior Advisor for the 2020 RNC. We appreciate your time. All the best. Stay healthy. Thank you, sir. You too. Wake County has seen a significant rise in cases this week as testing expands across North Carolina. Joining us now is Regina Petaway, Director of Wake County Human Services. Thank you so much for joining us, Regina. You're welcome. Boy, so much has happened since you were last in our studio here and this crisis was just starting. How do you think Wake County has handled the coronavirus pandemic so far? And are you looking at making changes in the approach Human Services is taking? Wake County has done a great job along with our towns and municipalities and everyone in the community in handling this pandemic. Uh, You remember early on the commissioners put a proclamation in place and then we um, aligned with the governor's orders. By far, Wake County and our residents have done a great job staying at home. 
I know this has been, has been hard for businesses and faith groups and, and just people in general, but we have stayed at home. We've washed our hands, we cleaned surfaces, we have fed and are feeding children and families who are hungry, and now there's assistance in place for struggling businesses. So I think that we're doing a really good job here. Uh, most of all, we're looking out for each other. What concerns me the most now is the push to open up too quickly and to put too many people together too fast. So because we flattened that curve and slowed the spread, that's a good thing. But our numbers are continuing to increase. We haven't reached our peak. And so we still must be vigilant and keep up with these strategies. Regina, testing now, is such an issue. So do you think that enough testing is available now? We're doing much more testing uh, now, and we have access to the tools we need to test. We have hospitals and community partners that are testing. The focus for Team Wake is on getting the tests in the community and sites where people are. Um, in addition, we have community partners like CBS who will be testing all around Wake County. So hopefully we can get tests into hot spots where we're seeing outbreaks and to make testing sites available, especially where people have a hard time just getting out in general. What about hospital beds better. and ICU beds? We are doing better, um, but now for hospital capacity, fewer than 25% of the beds and ICU beds are available as of yesterday's state report. Does that number yes. concern you? It won't concern me until the hospitals tell us we should be worried. So right now, they're not saying there's a shortage of hospital beds or intensive care unit beds in our region. But that is something that we're watching carefully. And that's another reason why we need to keep up the strategies that we have in place as much as possible, because we don't want them to reach their capacity or exceed their capacity. You said you're worried about too many people gathering. So are you worried about a second peak in, in the fall, perhaps? Well, I'm not as much worried about it as um, wanting us to be strategic and plan for a second peak if it occurs. And so in order to do that, we're gonna have to have good communication with our community and that we're gonna have to help them know what will happen if we do see a peak, which means we may have to be more stricter in our requirements about social gathering. Um, and to put some other strategies in place. So I'm not worried, but I want us to be prepared. Now we know Wake County librarians are now working among those contact tracers. You were talking to us about how important that work is. So how successful have you been at this point with contact tracing? Well, I think most people know what con tra contact tracing is. Um, when someone has developed a positive case, the tracers help to find out who might have come in contact with that person. And so, you know, who better than librarians who are used to talking to people and helping people to help us trace in that way. So our librarians have been trained. They are beginning to trace. It's, it's too early to say how successful they are, but I do know that they've been trained. And the more we do testing, the more they can help us trace. We have a, a good core ready to do that. Good to know. Regina Petaway, Director of Wake County Human Services. Thank you so much for your time, Regina. You're welcome. Well, as the number of deaths in North Carolina from COVID-19 continues to rise, 
WREL wants to help honor those who have lost their life. We want to hear from you about loved ones you have lost from the virus. Go to WRAL.com slash remembers or just search remembers on our site. We'll add your friends or family members to the memorial we're working on that will be both online and on air.